And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Generation Shock. That's right. It's us. We're here. And it's on the day I told you we'd never do. It's Thursday. But that's okay. Because sometimes you got to change it up, bitches. Um, yeah, you do. Anyway, you know what time it is. It's that intro time. Let's hit it. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yep, As yep. always, don't forget, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and be sure to like us. As always, I am one of your most beautiful hosts. I am the monster on the mic. I am Sheck Monster. I have with me, as always, Phoenix Born 63. And I Yo, am Messiah. You know you almost said 69, bro. <laughs> you know you almost said it. You can tell he's it's like, Phoenix Born 63. Uh, oh, wait, what number is that again? <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> So, how was you guys' weeks this week? All right, you can start it off first. Okay, All right, yeah, so sure. nobody just for me, it was it was like right now I have a headache right now because I had to wake up early. I had to handle some console launches event that was happening, and um, and I have a headache. People like you know they really want what they want. Good, good stuff. Yeah, and girl cares. Well, okay. I've been awake. Oh, I know nobody cares, but I've been awake <laughs> since like six thirty, and nobody gives a fuck. I had something better than that. Okay, go ahead, just to, you know. <laughs> Phoenix? Nah, it was uh, pretty rough at work. I had to replace a lot of stuff. And today, uh, just today was that day. And then I had a headache as well. And I tried eating and napping. I tried drinking a chocolate shake. Yo, nothing's working right now. So that's where we're at today. All right. All right. Well, I think it's about time to hop into uh, everybody's favorite intro. What do you guys think? Let's go. Okay, let's, let's do, do it. it. That's right. That's right. Once again, don't forget to subscribe, hit the notification bell, and be sure to like us. Um, anyway, it's a monster week in sports, and I'm a little disappointed in myself because there is something that monstrous happened this week in sports, like like mind-blowingly epic, like world-shattering in sports, and I did not have the photo to put up. And I'm a little disappointed. It's been a long day. I've had some, a lot of things going on in my personal life. That's why we didn't come on yesterday. So unfortunately, I don't have the photo to show. So I am very disappointed for myself in that. But I'll go ahead and tell you about it. So I went out yesterday and I played a really, really nice golf course here in New Jersey. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> um, life, this is earth shattering stuff, right? And yeah. so I go out and I play with a couple guys from work, you know, um, and we, you know, two of them I always play with. The other one uh, I haven't played with before, but this is like a $130 course. It's supposed to be very difficult and I've never played it before. And so we went out there. And I was like, all right, let's see how it goes. So first hole, I get up there and I get a bogey. You know, no big deal. I'm happy to get a bogey on the first hole. Next hole, freaking four over, right? I'm like, okay, it's going to be one of those days. Like, no chance of breaking 100. It's just not going to go my way. Next hole, I bogey, right? Hole after that, I triple bogey. It was a par three. I got a six. I'm like, okay, yeah. First four holes, I'm over, what, four, five, six seven eight nine yeah i'm over nine after four holes right i'm nine over so okay i'm like this isn't going well all of a sudden the fifth hole i get a par then i get another par then i, I sink a birdie i'm like 
oh shit, that's a pretty so good three be, holes. Now you should be eight, eight over. Correct. Then I get a bogey, and then okay. I get another birdie to end that round, to end the so nine. I, so I ended so with a eight. 45, right? Okay. So I've started to find my groove a little bit. I start out the next. I start out the next set, man, and I'm just getting par, par. The second half. The second half of it. Second half of it. Par, <laughs> yeah. par, uh, bogey, birdie, par, par, boat. Like just come out from five, from hole five until hole six through sixteen, which is a twelve hole span. I was even par in golf, but mind you, I was already nine over from the first four holes. I ended yeah. up bogey, double bogey in the last two holes to end up shooting an 86, which is a lifetime, uh, what, what is it called? A career, a career low, career low. Um, and so I went out there and just had 12 holes of absolute superb dominance and a couple other holes that I didn't quite do. So I was shooting so good. The guys were like, dude, you could have shot almost 80 today. Like you think about it, a four over on one, a three over on another. Like if you would have just cleaned that up a little bit, but man, I was dropping like eight to 10 foot putts for birdie for par dude. I was, there was a hole, this par three and everybody's like, yeah, you can't go for that. It's too risky. Cause there's all this water and everything. There's a very short landing um, landing part on the green and I'm yep. just like ah fuck it what do I care I'm going for it boom I just knocked that bitch drop everybody else is like trying to get onto the green like dude just dominated I, I destroyed you the was in the zone bro nobody else zone. even hit a hundred okay which is I'm usually around like their type of golf but bro I just dominated and I had the like you're like, this is my goodbye gift. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> don't, don't say that. There's, let's not talk about that yet. That's not, nothing's going on. Um, people yeah, know yeah, this. They don't want to be spreading oh, rumors okay, out there. Okay, nah, okay, okay. Nah, All right, I heard was when you went whole five to, like, 16 or whatever, you know that analogy when you're gambling at the casino and you're already down and you're like, hey, I, I'm up by down 200. That's all I heard going forward. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was like, "Well, you're gambling, man." <laughs> nah, man, but I, I went out there and I dominated, and it was a great feeling. We went to the we went to the restaurant afterwards, and they're like, "Dude, you got to celebrate!" They're like, "You played completely lights out golf." These guys are like, because two of them I play with all the time. They're like, "Dude, you were in a freaking zone." So we got a nice uh, glass of swing. Have you guys had that liquor before? Swing, Mazai, I think you had it because I think it was at my going away party. Um, it's the bottle that sways back and forth. Maybe not. I, I don't know. I know I drank it before, but we had a glass of that. Um, there's like $14 a glass, which wasn't it's because it swings that much. No, it's because it's aged on a boat. Nice. On yeah. a what? On a boat? On a boat. On the water. Okay. And so the so... bottle itself also sways. It's not a, it doesn't just stay there. You can like, if you t touch it, the bottle yeah. like sways. It was, it's fucking dope. So you pay more for that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's high class <laughs> shit, bro. Come on, get the get fucking out of here. Yeah. You're, you're gonna be the fuck out of here this week. I could, yeah, I could, I could sway something in front of you. It'll be cheaper. <laughs> oh, Listen, what you got, I don't want you swaying. Um, besides that, a lot of injuries can, in the NFL this week. I don't know. Was, did you guys hear about Carson Wentz this week in football? Yeah, he's injured. Uh, like, Nope. Like the prediction I was going to make at the early of the season, I was like, um, uh, it's not about him being injured. He's the first player in any sports anywhere in history. Okay. To sprain both ankles. Do you sprain? Did he just get a new contract? Both ankles. Like you didn't sprain <laughs> one. You sprained both of them. <laughs> 
Didn't you? Didn't he just get a new contract? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I don't know if he got a new contract. He got traded. Yeah, but he got contract. he got good money though. Yeah, well, he got the that was a couple years ago. He still had that yeah. good money, um, and yeah. he's still on the same contract. But he got traded. But how the hell do you go around and do you freaking fuck up two ankles at the same time? Like, answer me that. Riddle me that one. <laughs> Just completely crazy. That shit is crazy. I was uh, like, he's injured again. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Thursday night game last Thursday, not today. Uh, yeah. was the most watched Thursday night game in the NFL in the past, like, four years. It was the Giants and the Redskins. It had the most streaming, most live views, most everything. Um, and destroyed... The Giants and the Redskins played last week? Last last Thursday. Shit. And it was the highest uh, viewed game. You guys win or lose? Uh, we lost. At <laughs> Did you hear about how we lost? No. <laughs> so stupid. So, first of all, Daniel Jones throws a dime to Darius Slayton down the middle, which he drops the ball for a touchdown, right? Anyway, we get it to the end of the game. Okay? They have to kick like a 50-something-yard field goal to win it. Yeah. Okay? All of a sudden, the kick's up. It goes no good. Yeah. Crowd goes wild, right? Damn. Guess what? The nose yeah. tackle on special, like, who the fuck are you, you idiot? The nose yeah. tackle jumps off sides. Mm. Goes off size, yep. They get a five-yard penalty. <laughs> they get to re-kick the ball. They kick the game winner. This time is... To fucking send us home. <laughs> Sons of bitches. You knew about it too, didn't you, asshole? Yeah. You just want to hear me suffer. You son of a bitch. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was not a good but, look for the Giants. Yeah, it was. I know. Uh, so... Uh, it's going to be that type of season. Yeah, but yeah. Or, or, it, obviously, it's going to be one of the most watched games. Uh, one is Giants, you know, their history and their fan base. Um, also, I think, uh, you know, it's a pandemic, bro. We're, we're out of the pandemic. Okay, so well, let me ask you this. Then why wasn't the opening Thursday night game because, uh, set records? Who, it didn't who, set any who, records. Who was it? It was Tampa and... Uh, Dallas. And Dallas. Okay. Dallas is the one of the biggest markets in football. And Tampa Bay Dar- is a Super Bowl pit. champion. I don't know why. We're talking about two mediocre that teams that played, and they had the most views. <laughs> you said two mediocre teams. <laughs> Very that's, mediocre. That's fucked up. You sound like uh, Stephen A. Smith. How about them Cowboys? Listen, the, you talk, you're talking about the, the Washington Redskins, who have a backup quarterback playing, and the Giants, who are stuck with Dave Gettleman, who just sucks as a GM. So don't even get me started there. Yeah. Shit. Other than that, wasn't anything too crazy except, like I say, quarterbacks dropping left and right. Players are dropping left and right. I mean, the injuries, injuries are just injuries. Crazy. Yeah. McCaffrey yeah, got yeah. hurt. Is it got hurt in the first quarter of tonight's game? He's out with a hamstring for the rest of the game. The it's quarterback, a- the Tyrod Taylor, got hurt last week, so they got a, a rookie starter over there. I mean, it's just ridiculous the injuries that are going on. Yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. A plague. It's a plague. Hey, did did you um did you get that picture I sent you about the, the yes. pay difference? Yeah, I, I okay. think that needs to be a real topic, not a monster weekend sports oh, topic. Okay, okay. So we'll, we'll talk about yeah. that one. We'll week. we'll do that some other time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other yep. thing, um, the Ryder Cups this weekend. Uh, do you guys know what that is? No, I know Nate doesn't. Mazai, you probably don't either. It's a golf tournament. So what they do is, yes. is they they okay. Now I remember. I asked him and he says no. <laughs> now I remember because I, like, yes. I was like, well, then I why did remember? you say you don't know? 
I don't. I'm trying to remember. I was like, oh, then when you said it's a golf, like, okay, now it makes sense. Yeah, so it's a golf tournament where they uh, play countries and stuff, and they have like, but there's different types of play. So they have. Um, like match play, which is like you, who one person hits a ball, the next person plays that ball, like it's a twosome, and then they ha- and so it's like the U.S. versus Europe type of thing. So you have two players from the U.S. and two players from Europe, and then they have a foursome later on as well, where you just best like the is this, lowest. We're talking score about wins. golf, huh? You talking about golf? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like twosomes and foursomes. And yeah, this, this is starting to become interesting. Yeah, dude, the Ryder Cup is really. <laughs> <That's> really <laughs> it's not just everybody goes out and plays. This is like your your teams. You have teams and you have teammates and and stuff, and it's really cool. Like Phil Mickelson's one of the captains, so he gets so, to like. So they pick up where the other guy um, dropped the ball. So when he hits it, the ball goes two hundred yards. The other player has to play that ball. Team. Yep, takes it from there. Yeah. Correct. That's interesting. That's, yeah, that's one of the ways they do it. That's one of the, oh, the was tournaments. That, was that the uh, you said it's about to start, right? Yeah. Okay, because I know last week uh, it might have started or, today, or maybe it starts tomorrow. I can't remember, but it's it's coming on. It's on this weekend. I know during the U.S. Open, um, they were talking about golf, and they were talking about this guy that he's teamed up with somebody. He hates to be teamed up with people because he because he swings good or he's good, and then he he would have to rely on other other people. Was was there a different tournament going on? I mean, there's Before always the the, the, well in, in in golf throughout the golf season. The like, if you're talking about the tour, the tour is normal, right? Now there okay. are people you get paired up with people that you're competing against, which is different. Like, there's always a foursome um, in golf, and, but they're all individually playing. With this, you're actually pairing up with people to play with them. They're on your team. Okay. In the in the regular things, you're just paired up with people. It doesn't really matter. Like, it's just about your score. And like that has not like. You just play okay. your own game. This is where you guys are actually going for team scores. So, like I said, when you're playing the regular golf match, there's two of you. Whoever scores better on that hole, you keep that score, right? Okay. Um, and then the other mm-hmm. one, the other part of that tournament, like I said, is I tee off, let's say, right? And I hit the ball. And wherever my ball lands, you have to now go up and hit the next shot. And then I hit the next shot. And then we alternate shots back and forth. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it's really cool, really fun. Yeah, I'll update it next week. So, and let you know. How so, when you hit eighty six, was it was it during a threesome or a foursome? We had four people. We had it was a foursome for us. So there was oh, okay. um, it was three other guys out there with me, um, that we were paired up with, and it was just. Uh, so you had was, your best game. You had your best game doing a foursome. That's awesome, bro. I can feel. I can see the motivation there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Phoenix, don't don't encourage him. It's kind of like that tag team wrestling shit, right? You know, you do better yeah. with a tag. Well, with a tag speaking team. of wrestling, um, any wrestling news? Uh, from what I saw between my eight page paper, I saw <laughs> on Monday, bro, don't even get me started on that. Um, the only thing I saw was the main event on Monday Night Raw for WWE. It was Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion. Biggie, the WWE champion, and then Bobby Lashley, who lost the title. And it was it was interesting. Like it was really good. It was one of the few matches I've seen where the crowd actually cheered for the match to continue. Nice. And that's saying a lot. Like recently, yeah. the matches have been trash. So that was a good one. Um what I, what ended up happening was I believe Bobby Lashley took the loss or something. I don't remember the ending, but they had to protect both champions, obviously. So the only way to like, like to make sure the match is okay is you let Bobby Lashley lose, and I think Roman Reigns got the pin if I remember correctly, 
But it was like the overall style was good. Like I liked it. It wasn't just okay, these two people fight. Okay, now this person jumps in, kind of like picking their spots. Yeah. So that was chill. Bro. I saw, I believe, went yesterday on AEW. It was Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. That I saw like part of it. I didn't see the whole thing, but that was a match. It was so good on a 16-minute time limit, they put it to a draw. Which interesting. At first, I was at first I was against it. I was like, why did you put these two fighters already? But then I realized if you go to a draw, well, Daniel Bryanson can't lose on his first match. And Kenny Omega's the champion, so he can't lose either. So if you do a draw, it continues the story going forward. But that that was a match. Have you, I like that one a lot. Yo, Phoenix, have you watched the Untolds series? No, I haven't. Oh. My stepdad does. Are they good? Dude. So the first one I watched was about Macho Man, Randy Savage, and oh. Miss Elizabeth. Okay. Dude. That, Were they a real couple? Yes. They, that's yeah. the whole point of it. They were married in real life, okay? And they got together, and um, he was so possessive and so obsessed with her that he made her kind of part of the show, right? And so she became the first female manager ever in, in wrestling, okay? And they actually, they toured together, did everything together, um, and it was this huge thing, right, about his career and his relationship with her and how possessive he was of her and stuff like that. Um, and then it went into, they ended up, like, like how the story was and she's supposed to be quiet and not outgoing. Like it was part of the whole thing, uh, the persona and how they just revolutionized and changed kind of that wrestling dynamic and couples. And she's the first woman to really be involved And in like, um, but then they were telling the tragic story about how they split up because she wanted her freedom. And then she got with um, Lex Luger, um, but he was married at the time, but she started really? Lex Luger and he got into um, pain medication and painkillers and got her into him it. Him who? Like my, Lex Macho Luger. Man or, or Lex, okay. Lex Luger. And because mm-hmm. he was taking him for his body and stuff, but then she got into pills and it talked about her tragic death um, at his place. And wow. he, and the, it, like you mm-hmm. heard the 911 call that he called in trying to like, you know, get the police to come there and everything. And it talked about her tragic death um, and how it affected Macho Man. Because even though, you know, he, they, so when they went, Macho Man left the WWE and went to WCW, they weren't yeah. together. But he demanded that they gave Queen Eliz- uh, Miss Elizabeth a contract at the WCW. Right. And so she was getting paid like 150 grand a year because he refused to come over unless they took care of her. So like he still watched over her even after the divorce and the split up. Dude, great. You're talking about Macho Man, right? Yeah. Macho Man was doing that for him. Um, Great series. Great documentary. And then where is it? at? I I think it's on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, Um, that's interesting. And then I started watching the next one about uh, Brett, the hitman heart. Um, and it was talking about how they had their, they're like from Canada, from Canada and they had their own, his family is all wrestlers. So literally they were showing the family picture, right? Which was crazy to think about every single person in the family photo. And there's not, I'm talking like 12, 13 people, all the men were wrestlers and every single daughter married a wrestler, like legit wrestling (laughs) family. Right. And they were, and that's how their family was. And then it was talking about how 
something happened and I didn't get to finish it, but something they were talking about how something was happening that he got the title, right? And they tried to fix the and this is when people found out that wrestling was fixed. And they wanted him to lose the title and he refused because he said, I'm a wrestler. I don't do that. Like he was legit. He, he took the shit real. He didn't take it mm-hmm. like that. And spoiler for anybody who doesn't think wrestling's fake. It's, it's not fake, but if you, if you still think this is real, yeah. <laughs> it's the match like, are predetermined on who's going to win. Right. Yeah. But they, they start talking about that and how him, he met Shawn Michaels and they started to team up. Right. And become friends. And then they, yeah. and then there was actual real animosity between them over a woman. Or something like that. And so, like, the animosity, like, they're talking about how does wrestling mimic life or is life mimicking wrestling? And, like, all this shit that you just didn't know growing up because they're all the wrestlers I loved. Dude, stellar, stellar documentaries they're putting out. Oh, I gotta watch them. You said they're on Hulu? Yeah, on Hulu, I'm pretty sure. You have to watch it now. Oh, my goodness, man. You'll learn so much insight. Um, Like, there was Hulk Hogan's wife was the one of the main people in the Macho Man, um, the Elizabeth one, because she was, like, one of the only wives that actually traveled with her husband. So, you know, Hulk Hogan didn't go on there and talk, but his wife, his ex-wife was on there, and you hear the stories about her friendship with Miss Elizabeth and everything, and they were talking about, like, literally – this is how crazy shit was. They would go out on a match, right? And they would have a wrestling match and they'd fight and they'd come back to the hotel room. And she was talking about how she used to have to take Hulk Hogan's uh, boots and literally go into the bathtub and wash the blood off of them so he can use them for the next match on the next day or whatever, right? And she was saying, but think about Elizabeth, right? Not only is she having to do all of that for Macho Man, but she also has to worry about her wardrobe and what she's going to wear and what she's going to be looking like because she's actually part of the show. Right. And yeah. it's just, dude, it, it was nuts. Oh, that's going to awesome. be, I'm going to, I'm going to binge those things, bro. Dude. So good. That, I, I and... recommend everybody. If you even think that if you are like wrestling or you only watched it when you were a kid, like I did go back yeah, and watch too. these documentaries, it will change the way you look at the WWE and the WCW and the WWF and them as, and as, as, as athletes. Yeah. yeah, and, and that was that's athletes. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's incredible, incredible stuff. So, yeah, that's cool. Maybe maybe we 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 should watch some of those, and then we just have a whole segment on it. Dude, I'm down. We can talk about it. I'm down. Yeah. I watch that one. All right, I gotta add that. So, all right, let's go ahead. Let's hop in um, and, and bust out some of these topics. Uh, we just had a long Monster Week in sports, but I just, he's talked about wrestling and brought me, honest to God, it's funny because if it wasn't for Nate, I never even watched that because he's starting to talk about wrestling. I was like, yeah. let me watch yeah. something so I can relate to Nate a little bit. And, you know, because I feel bad that half the time I'm like, okay, whatever you say, I got no clue. Um, nah, it's chill. I be so. listening to you guys talk about football and I'm like, dang. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So first topic, can we create a utopian city? That's interesting. When I read that article, I thought that was interesting. Um, Nate, you started it, off because it well, was no, your wait, topic. Time out, time out, time out. This what? is what this guy, he just pisses me off with this every time, right? Oh my goodness. Go ahead. He literally just said, when I read this article, it sparked my interest. But yet you don't want to tell any of the viewers what the hell the article had well, anything I'll, to do with? Well, I got to let Nate lead it off because it was his topic, and that? then I'll jump in. I understand, but somebody needs yeah. to describe where it came from, where okay. what, what it was about. Like, before you make your comments on the topic, explain a little bit more around the topic. Like, so the viewers understand what we're talking about. 
right, go ahead, Nate. All right, so let me <laughs> let me take over. I got, okay. Messiah, I got this. Okay. Okay. So let me paint the picture of how this idea came to be. I was bored one night after finishing my assignment, and I was on Yahoo, and I was like, I was reading. I was like, okay, investing, buy this, you make a million dollars, buy this, change your life. This can affect your genitals. I was like, nah, nah whatever. So I land on the article and it says the former, I believe, vice president of Walmart wants to build a utopian city. And I was like, vice president, former city, let's go. Utopian? I don't know. We're going to read it. So it goes like this. The word utopia really means like ideal or perfect. So basically he wants to create the ideal perfect city. And he wants everything to be balanced and all that. So the location that he wants to put this, to have this perfect city where there's nothing wrong, nothing bad, everything flows, is somewhere in the desert. And I was like, okay, well, that's pretty expensive. So he goes on and talks about that. It is possible. All we have to do is bring the resources there. We have a way to combat climate change. Just have a nice, peaceful city. And it goes on and says, well, it's going to cost, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on it, about $400 billion. Billion. Yep. Yeah, to be able to do this whole city. And I'm thinking, damn. I'm going to lose that in my life. All right, whatever. <laughs> so it keeps going. So then I really got intrigued and I said, okay, well, what is a utopian city? And I found out other articles where there's people who, this is, I guess, this book called 2121. And there's different artists and different people who think what a utopian city is. So people are saying it's not just about climate change. It's really how you perceive it. There's different countries. I believe Japan had this idea where all the houses are on trees. And that will help stop deforestation and help maintain nature. Then they talked about L.A. where since nobody's really using cars and, you know, we're out of gas and natural resources, we're using the cars as the buildings and the infrastructure to be able to keep producing it. And now you just have the expressway for biking and walking and all that. And there's some in Europe, there's this group of islands where obviously like the world just had too much water and where they have the lanes over it, but there's different islands where the homes are. And then you just travel across between the boat and the highway. And that got me thinking, well, maybe it can be possible. Maybe not now. It's just too much going on. But it's a pretty interesting idea where to make a city where it's peaceful and it's perfect and there's really nothing that can go wrong. And that's how the idea started. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, when, when I was reading, uh, when I was reading that article, there's actually a few cities that I, uh, that that uh, there's actually cities that exist, but the one that you're, you're talking about is more futuristic. Um, when I read it, I was reading about this woman. I think it was in India. She created this little town, uh, utopian town um, or city. And basically, everybody, which her concept was um, where nobody owns the land. Everybody shares, um, uh, they grow their own crops. Everybody pitches in and, and, yeah. and builds their own little areas. And then they just help each other out through everything. They educate each other's kids. And they, they built their own little city where... You don't owe anything to anybody. Everybody's peaceful and all that. Um, when I started reading this one, um, I was reading into it. I was like, man, this, is, this would be great if it really does happen. Um, where, where he wants to make it where 
people would ride bikes, self-automation stuff. So a lot of self-driving cars and all that. Mm-hmm. So what, he, what he's trying to build, what he, his vision is, is, is very, very futuristic and very energy um, um, in mind, right? Where it's using natural sources, um, solar panels and stuff like that, where it's a self-sufficient city, I think it is, that he's trying mm-hmm. to build. Um, and the tower he's trying to build um, on is, is kind of simulates or emulates like some kind of like a Eiffel Tower, but a, a different concept behind it. He already has an engineer. Like he's, I think this is something he really wants to push forward. Really? Um, yeah, he already uh, did a budget where I think is uh, to start it off, it's going to host 55,000 people. Um, obviously they're going to get it going by building the, the, the structures and all that. So you need the people that are going to work, um, there. So they build houses for those people first. Um, and people that's going to build the city and it's going to be like 20 something million just to get it started and all that. I mean, I mean, the concept is pretty interesting. Just, um, he's already partnered up with, a with, a with, a, with, a, with a company to do self-automation cars and, you know, and everything's going to be self-driven taxis, um, buses, Everything's gonna be like right there. I, I'm like, I can't wait if this becomes a reality. I can't wait to become to see it. So 2050, I, I think it's the goal. Also, I like think that's what I read. Segway. I think I, I read that in the, in, in the article. 2050, <laughs> and he has a few a few states in mind. Obviously, uh, around the desert area, um, in mind. And I, I mean, if it happens, this would be cool. But if we were building a perfect city in a futuristic city, what would it look like? That's a good question. What do you think, Checkman? See um, what your input is. Never would work. Never can happen. Why? Oh, why? Man. Here we go. Okay. Number yeah, one. I want to know why. <laughs> Number one. Um, first of all, you have to make everything 100% identical, right? Every home would have to be 100% identical in Not every really. single way and every single aspect. Really. Yeah, oh, let me finish. Okay. Okay. The reason being is a utopian city. For everybody to be happy, everything has to be even, right? Right. So you can't have a position where you get, because listen, if I'm looking at my neighbor and they got a better house than me, I'm not happy, right? That's human nature. So unless everything's 100% identical, then people are going to have problems. The reason why Utopian City is, is, is literally impossible and can never happen and never work. What did you say the definition of Utopia was? Ideal and perfect. Okay. Human beings are not ideal and perfect. Human beings <laughs> are true. always going to be flawed. So, number one, you'd either have to close out the entire outside world because you know there's people that are going to come in and fuck that up who are visiting, right? And number two, human nature breeds contempt, greed, anger, things of that nature. A utopian city means there's no crime, there's no hunger, there's none of that, right? But that's not human nature. So human nature, by by our definition, it's physically impossible to have a utopian city because humans measure happiness by sorrow. We measure perfection by unperfection. If we don't have the things that go bad, we can never appreciate the things that will go good, which is why this city will never happen. Okay, so what if he's measuring the city in in a self-sustaining city versus um, like how everything works well with each other? The city itself will self-sustain and then add the human and um, that will be considered the perfect city and then not with the 
when you add the humans out of it, obviously they're gonna fuck it up. But I'm saying, as far as the city itself, in itself is utopia. Because here's the other thing, not right? not not the here's citizens the in thing, it, right? Not the not the residents in it. The so city in who itself. Who gets to who gets to move into this utopian city? Well, remember at the beginning, it's gonna be the people who's gonna build it. Just okay. like when they do, okay, that's gonna be at the beginning. Okay. Right. So it's gonna so be laborers, laborers, and so we're already discriminating. Well, you. The, this so, is basically like the, then, then, you, listen, then, you know what you're. How you, is it discriminating? Hold on, then let you me get, then you get this the is, job this that is, does this, the, the laboring. This is no different than when we talk about the end of the world, right? And we talk yeah. about the, the 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 bunkers that are in mountains in um, Utah. And guess what? Basically, what the government said is, whenever the world's going to come to an end, we are going to create a utopian environment inside this bunker because we're going to select the people we want to be able to start the world over. That's, that's what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Which means people are being left out. That's what the utopian city's trying to do. Are you, so you're a farmer, you're worthy. Guess what? Messiah, you can't live there. Guess what? Phoenix, you can't live there. Monster, you can't live there. Why? Because you're not bringing any value to this utopian city. You're not doing anything productive for the city. So, so the common person was, will never be incorporated. Okay, so the laborers, the city has to be built, right? Yeah. Okay, so... Those are trade labor. Those are people who have trades. We don't okay, have Okay, I can learn a trade, bro. Trust me, I'll learn a trade to build a city. I'm just saying. Right? So what I'm, you know... <laughs> but So wait, so how is are that you discriminating? Gonna let, you're gonna First, a, you're going to start it off. Sir, you're going to start it off with laborers. They're going to have their own little community, obviously, right? So now, you're segre- segre- so now you're segregating people by no, their profession. Start, you started off their little by little, and okay. then you get it, it builds bigger and bigger. So you're telling. So what I'm saying though is I'm a guy who lays like I'm the guy who cleans sewage, right? And I have the same house, and I'm living next door to a guy who's a heart surgeon. We won't need a heart surgeon at the moment. We got to build the city first. I'm saying once <laughs> the city's built, we'll need doctors, right? Yeah, you need medic. Yeah. In okay, case somebody so gets you're hurt. Telling, so if you're a doctor, you're gonna be like, you know what? Fuck being rich. I'm gonna go make the same amount as the guy who cleans my. No, but I trash. don't think I don't think the city, the utopian city, is this. Yeah. Is it, I think you, you're translating it. In, uh, but that's what uh, makes it wrong. a utopian city because we're, the whole point no, of it I, is it's perfect. A perfect city. Perfect, is no, the perfect city, like the city in itself, the structures, yeah, the, so that's, the, that's the, the infrastructures, the that not the people in it because we know people are fucked up. <laughs> I don't we, yeah, like the when, when we talk about utopian city, there's things that are gonna be left out. So in every every subsection of every city I've read, they never talked about currency, they never talked about stuff like that. So it's gonna obviously but you're you saying- have a point, Shaq Monster. You know, you have a point where discrimination is gonna be involved. But what you would have to do is change an entire generation's view to say, hey, this is how a city is gonna work. We're not really going to rely on monetary value. It's going to be on commodities, and that's how the city works. That's my point. Granted, though. that's my point. So you're trying, you're trying to bring people in to change thousands and thousands of years. Like you got to remember, you're talking about going backwards in time. You want people to revert their the that what we've evolved to. You want them to de-evolve. That's what you're saying. So you're thinking people, we're no. going to bring people in and they're going to be willing to de-evolve in their human evolution. No, they're just going to evolve mentally in how they think. No, they're de-evolving, right? Because no, no, we li- no, because no, it's a city. No, we lived in cities based on bartering and community and those types of things. Where this every, city- where it took a village, hold on, it took a village to raise a kid, right? We lived in mm-hmm. those. 
We evolved out of that. Yes. But this utopian city, right? It's the way I took the article is that think about leave the human element out of it, right? We're going to add that later. Let's build a city that that we can, for example, we can, it's, uh, what do you call it? Um, planet conscious. What I mean by that is it's going to use solar panels. It's going to use uh, self-driving cars or electric cars. It's going to use things that you're not going to use. That, that pollutes and damages the, this planet, that, and it sustains itself with the 5G and all that shit. So you're gonna have a planet, a, a city that's gonna run off of that. Then add the human element after. So I think what the article was trying to say is this futuristic city is gonna self-sustain, it's gonna be uh, conscious about Earth and all this pollution shit. And that's why they call it a utopian city because it's gonna, um, it's gonna pretty much the city itself is gonna take care of itself without using, without damaging Earth, basically. I- Okay. And you add but the human the only, element? Yes, we all fucked up. Yes. That's my We're going to be throwing so up, polluting way, by throwing up. The only way the city is utopian is when, as long as you don't have people. Because the second you add people with their waste and their garbage and their overuse of water, they're going to re-damage But you got to understand that, that Gen Z thinks differently. And the next, it, already differently than what we grew up thinking and behave the way. Every generation wants to do something different than the of generation course. before them. Big fucking whoop. At the end of the day... They're going to wake up and realize that, you know what? This mentality isn't going to pay my fucking bills. I'm not going to become rich and be able to have nice things in life. Well, remember, this this generation is also helping fight the barriers of uh, racism. It's helping. It's, we're not so talking this about changes. that. We're talking about. No, but I'm but, just saying there's more acceptance now. So they might be. We don't know what it's going to be like few years from now. I know. What I'm trying to say, though, is at the end of the day, as these kids get older, the real world starts to kick their ass. The reason why these kids feel that way is because they're being coddled by my generation, right? We're giving them whatever they want. They don't have to worry about work, like getting jobs at 18. They're supported. They're being taken care of. You know what? At some point, that shit's going to run out. Right. You're going to have to go out there and stand on your own two fucking feet. And the thing is, they don't, you don't, they, they're going to start to realize the world's isn't such that place that they can create. Now the social part, right? You could still, that will never die, right? The equality, inclusion, all of that will be a lifelong thing for this generation. I'm not talking about that, but what's the one thing we've said about this generation outside of their social movement? Is it not one of the most laziest and unwilling to work and everything else generation that we've ever had? Would you not agree? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I think so. I I believe so. Yeah. So at some point, so if they're not willing to do those things, then guess what? One of two things are going to happen. Either they're going to have to change their views and values on that, or we're looking at a very unbright future. Well, think about this. If you can hold on, here's the thing. The other countries out there, their, their generations aren't like that. They're still out there being hardworking and trying to stand on their own and things because they don't come from an environment. Like, let's be honest. You think the generation in China growing up right now is living off the teat of mom and dad and able to just focus on social injustice? Or do you think they're out there having to try to make sure they're becoming doctors and lawyers and engineers and conquer the world like the people who predecessed them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So all we're doing is setting this country up for failure because those people aren't going to be ready to lead us 
when the time comes. I'm nervous about how this generation is because I'm doing, I'm, I'm working with these kids and they come into work whenever the fuck they want. They call out whenever the fuck they want. If they lose their job, they don't give two shits. Right? Because they still live with parents. That's my point. That wasn't the so, way that. My so generation- how is that? How how? But how is that? their fault it's their parents fault is raising them that way i never said it wasn't but my point oh, okay. is they're but this is where they're at and that's why i say so so if the they're pe- lazy they're being raised by a generation that's if they're lazy now they're being raised from, from a, by a generation that's lazy no 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 or, or does no, it follow there's bro, a difference there's a you gotta look at it like that there's the different no because the difference is what does every parent want to do for their kid to give them a better lifestyle than what Absolutely. they did. They're my point. But so I got raised mean where, that, hold listen, on. I got raised. So that doesn't mean the parents are being the lazy. Out, clean, clean my room and, and I had chores, right? Um, I didn't, I, I told my son to do the same thing. Hey, you got to go throw out the garbage and you got to do this, right? So if I would have said, no, I'll take care of the garbage. And my son doesn't never did the garbage or never cooked. That's my fault. I raised them that way. And then he's going to raise his kid to also that's, do the... Okay, so that's two different arguments. That's not saying the generation's lazy. They're just bad parents. That's a different story. So, But if you're saying this generation is lazy... Yes. And, and then you're also saying that the parents... It could be from is, bad is parenting. Be, it's not because that generation was oh, lazy. That's what I'm saying. There no. is a difference. Okay. All right. But that's what yeah. I'm saying. So they're being raised by a, a parent that's lazy. So <laughs> how is that... I just... Do you, Phoenix, do you hear? Do you understand what I'm saying about the difference between it? Yes and no. I, I I hear what you're saying in terms of the current generation being lazy, and then the previous generation raising them being lazy. But Mosiah has a point. It's from parenting. So well, that's example, what my, my point parents, is though. Parents, just because you're a bad parent, doesn't mean you're lazy. Yeah, but what you're saying is. You're, you're taking a sample of a few families and saying, this is the generation. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. No, I'm looking that's, at the... That's a, that's a huge different argument versus, okay, we literally have people in, like, let's say Gen Z, whatever, this generation, trying to do whatever they want. Like you mentioned, you know, some that you work with, they're not working and all that, versus saying, okay, well, the family down the street didn't want to raise their child for whatever reason. But the other two families on the other side of the street are trying to make sure that their child or uh-huh. their children are trying to change the world in their views. So that's two sides of the coin that you're trying to argue. That's why I, I can't agree with you. But then if you want to if you want to classify generation off of a small sample size, then it has to be identical throughout the way. Yeah. Well, but once again, I'm not saying that. But the, the difference is, is saying that the generation is raising these kids are lazy is not an accurate. I'm just statement. saying that if it's it's their parents' fault that they're lazy. That's different than saying the parents are lazy. If the parents are raising them to be lazy or not, allows once them again, to be they, lazy? The parent doesn't have to be lazy to be a bad parent. That's all I'm trying to get across. Oh, yeah. yeah you're right. Okay? That, yeah, you're so right. That's, that's all I was trying to say. So don't the generation before them is not a lazy generation. There just you can't might be put a lot a whole of bad generation parenting. Based, like like, 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 like um, Phoenix said, you can't... You can't Put a whole generation based on a small sample that they're lazy. But we're not. We're, it's not a small sample. It's a. It's a very big sample size throughout this country. What people are saying about this generation, they're a generation because you got to understand. There's different work. classes, right? There's different classes. I give you an example. Um, I'll use the Kardashian as an example. They're they got raised by uh, a, a father or a stepfather that's a, a marathon runner, right? A, a successful marathon runner. The f- actual father is a lawyer. Um, the mother, I, don't, I think she was a housewife. I'm not, I don't have information on the housewife. They, they, they were raised with money. 
But then their mentality was, I got to make my own money. And now they make, they made, they surpassed their parents' money making. So then what do you think they're going to teach their kids? That, okay, now you got to make your own money. They're not just going to hand them down the money. Well, they could, and they probably would, but they're going to set them up for success to be more successful than them. That's not being lazy. There's a different class that you're in. It's I how get you get it. raised. I get it. But once again, now you're going back to what you're, you're fighting that same argument you just made. You're talking about one specific family. No, I'm and, just saying I'm using and first that. And second of all, the kids you're talking about are the kids from our generation. Their yeah. kids will be the generation that we're talking about. But I'm talking about the up. different classes, right? Because if um, obviously we, we are we're we're surrounded by. But you just proved. My, but once class. again, you proved the point about a generation, right? They were still raised in a generation that you need to go out and work hard. Now the definition of their work is different, but they work hard at what they do. What they do, I know people say it's easy because they're famous for doing nothing, but the companies they're building, the amount of shit they go through on television, like this, it's not easy what they're doing. They're working hard for their money. You, you see what I'm so, saying? I, okay, yeah, I do. I'm trying to understand this um, this uh, statement from Sheverson. Without the modern elements, you have Jonestown. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. I don't know what Jonestown means. Or oh, did I read that right? Doesn't ring. Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. I, I, I think vaguely rings like a bell, but I can't remember what um, Jonestown is. The only thing I could think of is that expression on like what the Joneses have, or trying to keep up with the Joneses. That's the only thing that would come to mind. But that's about it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like like I said, I I mean, it's this is not something that's new. If you talk to, I mean, this is like science. Like there's studies on this. How this generation is more worried about the social, which is not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. They're yeah. more concerned about the social injustice that are going on in the world rather than, you know, but that comes from a, that comes from the previous, that, that comes from a period, the previous generation. I give you an example, the generate our generation. Um, it's not because my, my son, my son's generation is not Gen Z. My son, the, the, the generation after him is Gen Z. So I'll give you an example. My son's generation got, got society said, we got to stop bullying. Bullying is a no. One strike, right? And then there was a big movement on that. Remember that movement of bullying uh, became a big thing? And yeah. then the minute mm. somebody get, gets bullied, the, the teacher, everybody was like, nipped them immediately, in the, nipped it immediately in the butt and got rid of it. One strike, that's it. So the next generation, that generation is raising the kids now where they got raised with the one strike rule. Like, oh, I'm going to use the bullying as an example. One strike rule. So now what do you think they're raising their kids that you shouldn't be you shouldn't be taking any shit from anybody. Um, bullying is incorrect. Um, so to create, think about that. It's the, what it creates in their mind. Uh, social injusticing, uh, all that. So that's what's happening. No, you see, you, you, you're not looking at it. Look, go back and look at the last hundred years. Okay, Let, let's yes. do that, right? And we look at society, right? We went through the World War II, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And we mm -hmm. had people that went out and worked their ass off, sacrificed, went, lived through, had to survive through a depression. Right. Yes. Okay. What happened to their children? These people who were the, the, the salt of the earth who div, who made this, like who built this country and died for this country. What happened with mm -hmm. their children? What happened with it? They became hippies. And tree huggers and marijuana lovers, right? They were the okay. complete opposite of the people who raised them in their mm -hmm. mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Then what do you do is you take those kids, right? Th those people have kids, right? 
and what happens? We get to 80s and 90s, right? And we get back into big business and 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 trying to be entrepreneurs and create companies and all this shit, right? The dot-com boom, the internet boom. Correct, right? So now we get, in the 80s. We, we get these people who are now back into the business movement, right? Not into mm-hmm. free love and everything. And now guess what? These ki- these people are having kids. And now their kids are the ones who are into these social movements, right? They're yeah. not worried about jobs and work and all of that. They're focused on changing the world, just like the baby boomers kids were focused on peace and love, man, and all that shit. It, this is the way the world works. We go through phases. The generation yeah. always tries to be completely different. So that's why I say you're wrong about the raising thing, right? Because when you focus on who's raising them, they whoever you're raised, most I'm not saying it's it's and remember this isn't across the blanket across the board. Yeah, of course, yeah. But the majority of those kids are trying to be the exact opposite of the people who raised them. And the hippies raised nobody the kids of hippies didn't want to be like that. And so they went out and they want to create the internet and the tech boom. And they're the ones who said I don't want to live my life like that. Right? Yeah. The hippies said, I don't want to live my life that I'm going to go die for my country or I'm going to go, like, I have to go to college or I have to get a job. I'm going to live my life differently, right? I'm going to have free love, expression, all that. Yeah. We're Now we're back into this. The, we're in an industry where we were taught to work hard, establish ourselves in this, and now we're getting back into the group of kids that are like, they're not complete, they're not hippies, but they're finding their movement because there isn't a real, there isn't the war like Vietnam to focus on. So they're like, cause remember during that time of the, of the hippies, there was what else? The civil rights movement, right? Yeah, That was huge. We'll, we'll come in from the sixties to the seventies. Yeah. Right. And then that disappeared. Right. And guess what? Now the next generation had skipped a generation. And now mm-hmm. this generation is getting back into civil rights and things of that nature, right? It's it's just repeating yeah, itself. But but the thing that every generation calls the next generation lazy. Because I, I remember when well, when the only um, one that never did for that my generation, hippies, but yeah. But I remember for my generation, um, they, they the people older than me were like, "You kids are just lazy and not doing anything." Well, that's because it's true. As that's why I said, I'm I'm curious to see what happens because yeah. what happens is these generations hit a breaking point where you no longer could sustain yourself that way. Just like the hippies, right? The hippies had to grow up or they weren't going to be able to survive. Now, some of them never did, but the majority of them became a part of society again, right? And I'm not saying these kids aren't part of society, but these kids are going to have to change the way they look at the world when it comes to the work environment because they're not going to have a choice in the matter anymore because they're the ones who are now having to provide for a family, right? It's a lot different once you have that kid and mommy and daddy ain't going to take care of you all the time. You're going to go out there and you're going to have to get a job. You're going to have to work and and you're going to either set yourself up for a good job or a bad job, but you're going to be out there in the workforce and having to have, and you're going to change your views and your values. The social part Mm -hmm. of it may never change because guess what? The peace and love part of a hippie never changed. They still fought for civil rights. They still fought for um, those equalities. Equalities, and they still, yeah. They were still against the Gulf War, right? Um, and all that shit that happened. They didn't like any of those wars, but they weren't the movements they had because they also understood I'm going against the gut. Like I'm some of these, like some of those things could hurt my family and my future and my job that they're not out there stomping the streets like they once were. 
Yeah. Um, Charlton, uh, I keep saying her name wrong. I'm so sorry. I don't do this on purpose. It's just, I, I just, I Sharon, suck at yeah, pronouncing. Yeah, Jamestown is a cult that promised <laughs> Utopia and, and uh, Guyana, but it wasn't Utopia, and the leader, Jim Jones, made the people drink flavored poison. Hence Which the is, phrase he was developed, don't don't drink, don't the, drink Kool-Aid, the Kool-Aid. Like a thousand people. Yeah. So, um, but that's that's here nor there. I, I, we got on a tangent. We got on a rant. We're not going to even get into the other topics tonight. No, we're not. I was going to say, see, we, with these two topics, we went, oh, I don't know. <laughs> good. because you guys just like I know I'm blanketing, and I'm not saying every you know one of this generation, but the difference, and I think this is why we say they're lazy. And I, I get maybe this is where you're right. It's the old person yelling at the new person. Yeah. I guess in all reality, what we consider hard work is different because there's yeah, a different of type of work, right? It so is. I, You're 100% I will, right. And, and that's, that's where you guys, your at, argument should have been. And this is why I try to give you guys an opportunity to combat me, but you don't. Oh, so look at you. Myself. Look at you. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and combat myself. <laughs> so I'll combat myself real quick before we wrap it up. So the reason why we think they're lazy is because we're out there grinding and getting our hands dirty and having to do backbreaking work where these kids are able to work hard by developing software or by sitting behind a computer and buying cryptocurrency and doing trades, right? And shit like that. But in all reality, there's a lot of hard work behind it, right? Of course. Um, If Nate's going to, or excuse me, if Phoenix Bourne's going to be a trade, a day trader, there's a lot of work for him to get to that level. But it's not he work, wants that Lambo, but it, it, it's not that work <laughs> that is necessarily seen by the everyday person. Yes. And it's not necessarily something he's going to go to a normal school for. Right. You can learn a lot of stuff with computers, Internet, YouTube. I mean, hell, man, we got people making. Listen, <clears throat> there's three people right here trying to do the same damn thing. Right. We're trying yep. to make <laughs> trying to become millionaires by YouTube. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat is killing me. So, um, so, so like to add on to you, basically yeah. to add on to your point, and I was trying to get it across, but you and Maziah were going off, and I was like, yo, I'm not even trying to jump in. No, this you said shit. you want us to leave because you weren't feeling good. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, then, then I, was, I was doing good. So, yeah, you do have a point with the word changing overall, and I think that's what happens with every generation, where every generation, which is 40 years, is going to define their version of work. So we go back to World War II, nothing but straight hard labor, and we're forever grateful for that. The hippies, oh, well, they were just having fun and all that. And then they eventually switched to everything. We get to the dot-com era, and now people are realizing, okay, well, we don't need to kill ourselves to do all this. We can just do it digitally. Yeah. And then, of course, the dot-com bubble exploded. Then people are like, oh, this is crazy. This is insane. Now we fast forward 20 years. And now we rely on technology so much, which now begs the question, if we're, if this generation is going to be considered lazy, well, why isn't that the old generation doesn't want to adapt? Because if you don't want to adapt, then the new generation is going to find a way to take those resources. And it does sound fucked up, but that's how it's going to be. And then once we get to the next 40 years of the next generation, then we're going to say, okay, well, now you're lazy, but in reality, they're trying to find a way to progress the world further without yeah. using other resources, without damaging the planet. You So everything you say is 100% correct. And I'm going to end this on this, though. What you're also saying, though, is you're mm-hmm. creating Wally, the movie Wally. Okay. That's that's what's happening. Well, laziness has nothing to do. Uh, then it no, goes to hold then, on. The Don't point say it because I know what you're going to say. Go ahead, though. No, no. <laughs> 
the point you you, you you use well when you use Wally, what are you talking about exactly? Tech, as the more advanced we get with technology, the more the human race becomes reliant on it, and the lazier we become as a human population. But how? Okay, see that that's I, I figured it was going to be that. We'll save that for a different like day Next because it's, an, it's a big it's a Next big episode. topic. I, I get right. that a lot at work where I work people was like technology just makes just makes you lazier. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. We Listen, choose to be lazy. Technology is supposed topics- to, it's improving your, it's, it's designed to make your life easier and better so you can focus on what you really have to do. You choose not to do the exercise. That's not technology's fault. And then I, my next question is, did you arrive here in a car or did you arrive here in a horse? Because you're using technology. It's just a different era. Yes. Okay. Let's not get into so this. So how is that hold making on, you hold lazy? On, hold on. But that, that's a different topic for a different day. Yeah, we, that yeah. was supposed to be our second topic. Are we too reliant <laughs> on technology? Yes. But we didn't get into it today. We will pick it up yep. next week. I promise everybody we'll do a continuation. Maziah, what you just said, though, make sure you save that for next week. I will. Because I want to argue that, but I don't yes. want to get into it because I want to wrap it up. Okay. Okay. No, okay. no I'm FOH have, here? No FOH I'm today? You, I'm not trying to have no YouTube babies. I'm trying to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> no FOH, no FOH um, this week. I got nothing. I got nothing either. Have, besides the headache, I have too many. Like I just have way too many. All right, we'll so save just for say next one. week. We'll cut it short. You know, he wants to say one. He wants to say one. Hold on, so let's do the intro and then we'll say, we'll leave Nate's FOH. <laughs> All right, let's go. Yes, we get one for this week. <laughs> no Nate. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Nate. No. So out of. All the out of all the chaos I had to deal with this week, the one that really just pissed me off. I had just got out of work from the, working out of the office, and I went to Walmart. I was I'm trying to build my Hot Wheel collection. I found a few, and I was like, all right, you know, okay, damaged packaging, whatever. I'm like, I'll just put it to the side. I'm not gonna throw it. I find my selection. I get in my work van, and I'm like, all right, there's some people. You know, you know when you have the hazard lights on and you're parking next to the entrance. So I'm like, man, there's two cars. Let me go ahead and go around. This old ass dude decided to go in front of me, and he's looking at me, honking the horn like, "Yo, I need you to move." And I'm like, dude, you see this big ass van and your small ass Honda? If you just back up, let me go through. So he kept honking the horn, and then he's pointing at me saying, "Move." So if it wasn't because I had my uniform, I was getting out that van. I was getting out that van and just having at it. Yo, fuck out of here with that dude. Like, I almost I almost scratched his car. I almost got out the van. Like, I'm telling you, it was going to get nasty. That was That's the worst case of road rage I've ever had in my life. Bruh. Okay. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, I saw a video, by the way, how to handle that. I saw a video this week on how to handle that. Now how you handle it? The, easy, no, the best, no. the best solution to that, you get out of your car, you turn up the music, and you literally just start dancing. You start fucking dancing, okay, and just fucking that guy, groove. That guy, because that guy will hit thing. you with his car. <laughs> you're just dancing along, and you're just like, yeah, dude. Like, as mad as the guy is, is he gonna get out? The, like, because now if he gets out and he tries to fight you, you're not the instigator. You're not the assaulter. All you did was get out of your car to just feel the groove a little bit, you know. You know, just... Yo, if he's swimming, I'm I don't give a fuck. I know, but now you can't get in trouble because you're just dancing. And then you'd be like, you'd be like Star Lord because you didn't swing first. It'd be like Star Lord, dance battle, dance battle. Let's go. That's how we solve problems. Yeah. So I can't. 
All right. Maybe. Maybe I'll try it. Anyway, um, for Phoenix Born, for Messiah, and for the Monster on the Mic, ladies and gentlemen, have a great night. Can't wait to see you next week. We out. We got the right stuff.